you always start the show without pressing record. Like know, you said, you, you you should start the show voice. Yeah. You never are actually recording. Right. This is true. Uh, I, I should be a good co-host and I should stand in solidarity with you uh-huh. and say that you are being unfairly bullied. I'm being bullied. Into performing another episode of Bonanza. Uh-huh. But with with all the love in my heart, I have to say I stand with the jackals and I expect to see a bonanza sometime in the next 24 hours. Well, I mean, it depends on... So there's a lot of factors at play here. One, this will be released post the release of a potential bonanza episode. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Two, there is nothing to suggest that just because we have it on the calendar, we will be recording. Also fair. And three, just because we record doesn't mean we'll release it. But you would give it to me because we're such good friends. There is an episode that we recorded and didn't release. Early or like recently? I don't remember when this was. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, we have done that before. We recorded it, finished it, just were not happy, and it just, we just didn't do anything with it. Well, that's smart. It just wasn't a good one. You know what you should do is you, put it, you should put it on vinyl and sell it. I think if memory serves, uh, it was around the 2016 American presidential election. Ah. And yikes. I just think it didn't land. It wasn't my fault is what I'll say. But you could probably guess that. You know, Matt mm-hmm. is a, he has edgy humor. <laughs> you it's could well say known, that. Well known for that. But I could be wrong. Well, I, I am hopeful that mm-hmm. by the time this episode of Analog is released, there will be a triumphant return of Bonanza. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, we should uh, plow through a little bit of follow-up. Uh, I wanted to reach way back into the analog archives. When the annals we, of analog. The annals of analog. Mm-hmm. The analogs. And the, the, the artisanal annals of analog. Uh, uh-huh. We talked many, many, many moons ago about Crash Course Computer Science, which is a really, really good, I think it's like a 30-part uh, YouTube series, but each of the episodes is only like i don't know 10 15 minutes tops and um and we we tried to watch some of it and you were a very good sport about it because you wanted you wanted me to be a computer scientist and exactly and Mm -hmm. i rebelled you did you did just like just like uh, any normal 18 year old would Uh and so uh we made an attempt and we we abandoned it for a good reason but uh, something flew by flew across my radar sometime last month there's a roughly six minute video from ben sandofsky who is one of the developers of halide uh, which is a really good uh, camera app on the iphone and he talks for like i said about six minutes about kind of what is the point of computer science and it's Super understandable and super approachable and really, really quick. And I think if you, if you as in Mike or you as in the listener ever enjoyed even a part of Crash Course Computer Science, you might appreciate this very, very brief video. And I had asked you to watch it, to watch it before we recorded. Did you indeed do your homework? Yeah, of course. I always do my homework. Good. Excellent. And what did you think? It was a fine video. Mm-hmm. I would say that Ben... Is an and is like a good communicator. Mm-hmm. He, he, he did a good job. He had some good points and put them together well. And I would say, I mean, I don't know if this is his first ever YouTube video. Uh, I'm expecting not that he's made videos of some kind in the past or some kind of so, instructional yeah. things because uh, it was it was just done very well. Like it was just edited very well, and the graphics were really good and stuff. So it was good. Um, yeah, it, it was it was. A good video. I'm not re- are you trying to like 
is this another attempt at getting me to become a computer scientist? Like, what do you <laughs> no. want trying to do to me? No, 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 not at all. There was really okay. no uh, no hidden agenda here. I mean, I would suggest that you have worked with John Syracuse for too long because this <laughs> is four-year-old follow-up. Uh, well, is it really? Is it yeah. four years? Yeah. Golly, that does not seem possible. January 2018 was when we uh, started watching the Crash Course Computer Science. That's when Michaela was born. Good grief. Well, that is utterly bananas. I can't I can't believe it was four years no. ago. Holy smokes. I think it was not too long after we finished um, watching uh, Firefly, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we wanted something to replace it. Yeah. we You know, we haven't done a mic at the movies in a long time. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that out there. I mean. <laughs> to crickets. <laughs> there's like, I, I, yes, I agree with you. We have not done a mic at the movies in a long time. But we also never finish our show document for any episode <laughs> that we do. So we already have more than enough to talk about. That's true. And that's also not true. We did a mic at the movies for our uh, member episode. What did we do? I already forgot. I don't remember. Oh, did, it was a racing uh, movie. Days, Days of Thunder? Thunder? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I take so that back. You're right. We do one every year for members. You got to realize that's that true, a slash membership and you can sign up, support whatever show you want and you'll get that content. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd also like to file a formal complaint, please. Look, don't come at me with this. I, I would like to file a formal complaint, please. Why? Don't come at me with this. Well, I, it's, I'm not you interested. You should have. You know, you're lucky that I just sold you out with regard to Bonanza, so I don't have any legs to stand on. In retrospect, I should have defended you with regard to Bonanza, so then I could really guilt you with regard to what I have to say. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, there's been a wildfire spreading through our little podcast community. No, it hasn't. It's just been Jason and Dan. That's it. That's not true. Alex and Merlin are all over this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What now? So uh, Jason and Dan have decided to put together a series of very complicated uh, things and shortcuts and scripts. I don't want to talk about and... this anymore. Like, would you just give me a chance? I... so much. I would like to air my grievance, damn it. <laughs> anyway, uh, th th this came up the first time, like two or three weeks ago on Upgrade. And Jason was describing that he wants a way using his stream deck. Is that what it's called? A stream deck? Yeah. Okay. Apparently, you're not a good podcaster if you don't have a stream deck. So anyway, so... I have one before anyone. I've had one <laughs> very, since like no, 2017 very. or something. You get the hipster award, the stream deck Everyone hipster needs award. to get on my level. I got one and then abandoned it. You know, yeah. like, I'm just like the ghost of stream deck past. Everyone's going to abandon <laughs> their stream deck. And then they're going to be like, oh, I don't actually need it. Oh, my word. That's a great title. Uh, so, yes, if somebody could uh, create an award mic with the You Are the Stream Deck Hipster image, I would appreciate it. What is that image? What I don't know. Just make like? one up. I don't know. Somebody wearing like plaid with a ridiculous like mustache. Enough is what you said. Why can't that just be? Why does it need to be an image? You've said it now. All right, fine. Uh, I just thought it would be nice so for you, you to have something. To me? Well, you know what we could do? We could, we could mint an NFT and sell it and make a ton of money. That's what we yeah. could do. Yep, that's what we'll do. Uh, we'll steal somebody's List. art and then mint it. <laughs> quote, Casey List, we should make NFTs. You hit everyone, he said it. Oh, no, please, no. He said it, he please, said it. Please, no. He said it. 
<laughs> anyway, you're, you're derailing me. So the the internet, and by the internet, I mean like four people have been swept up in using their Stream Deck to try to put markers in a like text file denoting when mistakes are made during the recording of a podcast. And I was listening to Upgrade a couple of weeks back when, when Jason was describing this, and I was waiting patiently for you to say, well, Jason, it's funny you bring that up. My beloved co-host on the wonderful program Analog, also here on Relay FM, he came up with something very similar with a tremendously terrible name, and it was only for him, but it was like the exact same thing. And I'm waiting for you to bring up Potter, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and there was nothing. And then the next episode, after I complained and moaned to you, I was waiting for my time in the sun. Here's the and thing. There was nothing. Here's the thing that I'm going to say here for you, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you have just said this on this show, right? Mm-hmm. I challenge if literally any listener can remember what you're talking about. Literally in the Discord, Emma says, ha yes, I remember this, Casey. Hmm. And Zach says, I definitely thought about your little app, Casey. Oh, and well. Kate says, uh, oh, it was mentioned in the live chat. Okay, I take I, at least it was mentioned in the live chat. Yeah. But I, I am not the only one. There are dozens of us, Michael, dozens. Oh, and you should all get together, I guess. <laughs> you know, I don't really know what to do with this. I would just like to say that I was there. For, I am the I am well, the podcast marker hipster. Did you ever release this to no. the public? Well, then Which I don't is why know nobody remembers want. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's turn Can this around upside down. Can you remind literally anybody what you're talking about? You can't oh, just move on from this. Oh, sorry. Oh, yes. I just assumed that everyone knew at this point. Oh, underscore just, just dunked on you 100% in the chat. Casey, my, I remind you of the custom build of Pod Wrangler with Casey mode, which was what came before Pod. So forget that all of this. So You're out of town. Oh, Dave's the new king. So you can true. shut your mouth. And now can you actually try and explain what on earth any of this is that we're talking about? No, this because is I'm crying the worst. So this, is, we are, this is terrible podcasting. <laughs> Who's the hipster now? Yeah, Say see? You've stolen valor, Casey. Uh, I am stealing so much valor. Yeah. Uh, so it starts in the beginning when Underscore wrote the podcasting app uh, Pod Wrangler, which, which uh, integrated with Feed Wrangler. And I was using that exclusively uh, for, for quite a long time. And I don't remember how this came about, but uh, it was probably um, it was probably underscore that said, "Hey, you know, can I do anything for something?" Or maybe I asked him to do it. I don't remember. Knowing underscore, he was kind enough to come up with this idea. So anyway, so as I would listen to an episode of like ATP or Analog, there was I, it wasn't a custom build. It was like a ridiculous gesture that I would have to do, and and I would get a series of emoji that would appear and there was some like and there was a screen where as i was listening i could hit an emoji and it would put a marker down just like what jason wants and then pod pod wrangler kind of fell by the wayside or at least in my world i don't know if it, it might still be active and i apologize to underscore if it is but in my world it fell by the wayside and so, so what you're saying is dave built a specific mode for you right and then you you switched to a different app Yes. Okay. And so so that I, I just needed... wanted to I just wanted to double check that, that mm-hmm. that's the case. That was what yep. you did. Yep. And so then I needed a replacement for this. So I wrote a bespoke iPad app, which I called Poditor, which was a portmanteau of pod podcast editor. And it was basically the same thing. So I would I would listen to an episode of Analog, and then as I was listening to it, I would mash on, you know, a series of emoji and it would you, you know save a timestamp and I could put in a little note about what was wrong. And, um, 
and and that was a thing for a few months and then or maybe even a year or two and then eventually uh, our beloved editor Jim Metzendorf came in and I think I still did this whole dance for like a couple episodes and then he got the gist of what I was going for and at that point, you know, I, I don't remember if he said it, you said it, or I said it, but one of the three of us basically said, this is a waste of Casey's time. Don't bother anymore. But I just wanted my time in the sun, and you denied it, just like I denied no. underscore. You denied. So sure, honestly, by bringing this up, you have denied Dave. I was I know, denying I'm nobody sure. because I reminded, <laughs> I reminded nobody of nothing that anybody remembered. Oh, man. And now you have just created fresh wounds. Yes. I'm so sorry, Dave. I'm I'm the worst, uh, but you know what? You know what? Dave is is really such an incredible friend and such a wonderful wonderful person. And one of the great things about Dave is that he inspires you to be more healthy and more fit. Are you saying me specifically? Because that is my inspiration for this thing you're about to bring up. Uh, both of us. Okay. So for 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 everyone really, Dave under Dave inspires all of us to be more fit. And so with that in mind, you told me right before we started recording that you tried your first fitness plus workout. And mm -hmm. I'm really genuinely interested to hear about this because I, I go back and forth between doing fitness plus workouts and not, but the ones I do generally speaking, I really, really like, and I have actually quite a lot of thoughts about this, which I'll probably save for another time. But mm -hmm. at the very least, I'd like to hear what you thought about your fitness plus workout. It was good. And it what was did you do? rowing. Okay. So I got a rowing machine. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I only came. That was like my first actual thing on it. I did like a warm up thing a couple of weeks ago. But mm -hmm. when I go for my training, which follow up, I went back to personal training. As, mm -hmm. as like I've been I've been doing that once a week on top of other exercise focus things that I've been doing to help me build up some strength exercises in an environment where I was a little bit concerned. Um and so like about hurting myself. Yep, yep. Uh so as, as well as like other home workout stuff that I do, I also go uh to see a trainer once a week. Uh and then I wanted to get a rowing machine because uh, that's my favorite cardio thing. It's kind of really mm -hmm. the only one that I do. It's the only one that I like. I don't enjoy the treadmill. I don't enjoy the elliptical machine, uh, exercise bike or anything like that. So I got, I thought I could get, I, it, the rowing machine that is at the gym, it's a company called Concept2, and you can just buy them. And it's not cheap, but it's not like... <laughs> the ones with the water in them or whatever, or I found right, like right. a company that does a rowing machine that's like a Peloton-y type thing. I don't remember. It's called like Hydro, and they're all like thousands of dollars. And Good this grief. was like 700, 800, something like that. Which so, still isn't cheap. Is this a fan-based one? That's Yeah, the, when I... it's Concept2 is the company. Like uh -huh. It's what I've been familiar with from gyms here. Like I don't know if they're a worldwide brand or not. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um but I was like, you know, for that with delivery, it wasn't wasn't cheap, but it wasn't like absolutely break the bank, um, sure kind of kind of energy. Uh, so I got that. But it comes with a tablet holder, which I was pretty pretty much full of fantastic. I wasn't expecting, and it's big enough to put my twelve point nine inch iPad Pro in it. Oh, nice! So that's now kind of like fixed to the Rome machine, and yeah, and I did a ten minute Fitness Plus workout today. It was a lot more intense than I was expecting. <laughs> Who was the uh, trainer? Anya, I think. A N J A. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Anya. Mm -hmm. uh, she's pregnant in this video, which I thought was kind of oh, yes. cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one, I have like a couple of thoughts. One, 
they are very like engaging like at least this one was it was engaging like you feel like you're actually in a thing at least for me like it's it feels somewhat similar to having a trainer like even though this person isn't in front of me I at least feel mm-hmm. like I need to perform for this person, which is also like encouraged by the numbers, right? The, the numbers that they show on the on the screens and stuff, and the burn bar. That's like how you perform against the average. Yep. So there's enough little gamification stuff going on as well, which I found relatively engaging. Uh, I I wish that the music was louder. Is that a thing you can adjust? I don't think so because I, I felt like the not. music was really quiet compared to, to to like her instruction and i would prefer a little bit more music mixed in uh that would be like be more energizing for me especially because the it like it's strange because it feels like 50 like 30 percent of what you choose is the music like you choose exercise right. type person <laughs> and music and sure, sure. i feel like i couldn't really hear the music and that was kind of a surprise to me Mm-hmm. Like I could hear it, but not clearly. I, I would have liked it more. Maybe different exercise types. They like balance it differently. I don't know. But yeah, it was it was pretty full on. Uh, I enjoyed it though. Like it was good. Um, I just was. It's pretty warm in the studio, uh, mm-hmm. and that's why mm-hmm. I got a headache now. So like I got to <laughs> think about how I do that in future. Like maybe I should turn the radiator off for a bit before I, before I, you know. Go tackle mm-hmm. the the workout. So the headache came on after the exercise, not after our prior conversation about Potter. It was prior to the show. <laughs> okay, I just exacerbated it. It's definitely worse. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's better. It's better. Uh, no. I I I will keep this brief because we have a lot to talk about. But um, I have really enjoyed Fitness Plus. So I do. I alternate back and forth between Fitness Plus and um, I don't know if it's in the UK. I think it is, but there's a beach body thing. Yeah, you've told me about it's like a thousand mm. times, and you start the conversation the exact same way every time. I love you, man. All right, I'm sorry. You're, you're but, so um, great. You're, you're just, I'm, I'm nothing. I'm nothing just, if not consistent. You're predictable. You know that's what yeah. I like. You, you, there is an element consistent. of consistency. I can there always I know what I'm going to get with you. Yep, that's right. Um, so anyway, so I do these Beachbody workouts. And Beachbody, in many ways, the company is really gross. I'm sure I've said this to you before. The company is really gross. It's an MLM, it's an MLM I think. Right? But yeah, yeah. But, no. but the videos, genuinely, from what I can tell, are really good. And um, I will do like a program in Beachbody. And then I'll take a few weeks off and do just random Apple you know, Fitness Plus workouts. And I'll do a different program and so on. And so I actually just started a new Beachbody, Beachbody program. But I, I'm coming off of, you know, two or three weeks of doing fitness plus workouts, including with Anya. Um, I typically do strength and hit workouts, uh, high intensity interval training, um, which I would encourage you to try one. They have 10 minute ones just to see if you like it. Um, you might not, but, but I would encourage you to try it, but I really, really like fitness plus the, Uh the trainers are encouraging in, in some of the beach body ones, but the beach body ones, like there's always a subtle bit of like. I don't know, even with the women, I feel like there's a little bit of like broiness or like meatheadedness, like, you know, let's just get ripped and and let's be strong and raw. And and that's just not my vibe. Yeah, but there are people whose vibe that is, right? Sure, totally. So you can't totally. just be all, all one vibe. Which well, every, is what really, I actually everyone. like is that they have a bunch of people. Like if you're gonna do the videos, um, it's it, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, and and I like the trainers uh, on Fitness Plus quite a lot. There's a British uh, British one that does running, 
and hit, I don't know if he does rowing, uh, Jamie Ray. And he actually might be my favorite, I think. Um, he's just really, really fun. I like Anya a lot. Um, I like Kyle a lot. He does more strength and core. He's a Canadian guy uh, who's really, really good. Uh, Greg, I enjoy. I feel like there's a couple I'm forgetting. Uh, oh, there's, um, shoot, I can't remember her name. Kim uh, is uh, uh, from like South London, I think. Um, super British accent, but she's really good. She does hit workouts. Um, anyways, they're, they're really, really enjoyable. I love the integration with the Apple Watch. I love being able to see my rings progress as I'm working out. Um, and, and they're not high pressure. That's what I like, like with Beachbody and maybe it's, maybe I'm making poor choices with Beachbody, but they seem to be more like, you know, you got to get the best and you got to do the best. You got to be ripped. And, and fitness plus is just like, Hey, let's get better together. And it's a little more happy go lucky, which I think is a, which is more my vibe. And so I really, really enjoy that. Well, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep noodling around, but I'm gonna put it yeah. into my rotation of exercises. Yeah, I, I I really think you should, even if it, even if you only stick with rowing, I I would really encourage it and give it you know a couple of months. That's kind of all I intend uh, yeah. to do with it, to be honest. Well, I, and I know you're not gonna listen, but core you can get like a five minute core workout, you can do a ten minute hit workout, and I think you can just do ten minute strength workouts. And mm-hmm. it sounds like you got strength covered with your trainer, but mm-hmm. um, but you might want to at least try one of the core ones or one of the hit ones just to uh, just to see. Yeah, we'll see. This episode is brought to you by Hover, one of our longest running sponsors here at Relay FM. When you have that one big idea, where do you go? Your business starts with a domain name. And for many entrepreneurs, Hover is that first big step. They have over 300 domain name extensions to choose from. No matter what you want to build, there's a domain name waiting for it. And they have excellent technical support to answer any questions you may have as well. Hover are dedicated to getting you online and not upselling you. When I am working on new projects, I'm working on a little project at the moment. The first, one of the first things that I do is to open up hover.com because as I'm trying to name it, I spend a lot of time searching on hover because I really do feel like you give a name to something and if it's going to have a web presence, you have to have a good domain name. And so I find hover really important in that process. Search for something, is it available? Yes, but maybe only in this type of domain or that type of domain. Or, hey, could I get .live, .fm, .whatever? Like, Hover has all of this stuff and makes it really easy. Like, I just went there a couple of days ago, did some searches, and left with four domain names for something that I'm working on. Really simple, really easy to do. The prices are great. Uh, I love how easy to make the renewals. One of the things I actually, an understated thing I love about Hover is they contact you before the renewals occur. I don't know mm. if they have to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like maybe some companies wouldn't do it. <laughs> Hover do it. And I really appreciate that. And that is kind of, for me, part of their essence. Like in the sense of you get that free who is privacy, right? So they're not selling your information. They do sales all the time. Then if you want to cancel, if you don't, if you want to remove a renewal, it's so you don't have to like call someone. You could just say, I don't want that domain anymore. Nice, easy, taken care of. They're really, really fantastic. Like, I know that you're going to love great user experiences and things that will just work. So I know you're going to appreciate Hover. Their user experience is just super simple, clean, easy to navigate. They do a fantastic job over there. Buy your domain and start using it today by going to hover.com slash analog and you'll get a 10% discount on all new purchases. That is hover.com slash analog. Make a name for yourself with Hover. Our thanks to Hover for their support of this show and Relay FM. 
Michael, happy birthday. I know it was yesterday, but happy birthday nevertheless. Well, it wasn't yesterday in listener time, but it was yesterday in <laughs> analog true. time. Sorry, you were correct. See, this is why you're the professional podcasters. Yeah. Uh, but no, you uh, you celebrated your birthday-ish yesterday by yep. recording an episode of Upgrade. So what else did you do? Yesterday, not really anything, but over the mm-hmm. weekend, like we celebrated over the weekend because I just I couldn't be bothered to move my week around. Um, <laughs> couldn't be bothered. This is how you know you're getting older. No, I just couldn't be bothered. Just like, I, I like so. Okay, so this year I explicitly didn't want to do anything, um, mm-hmm. like out and about, like you know, and it could have gone to do something, go somewhere, see people. I didn't want to do anything. Wasn't a COVID thing. Just didn't want to. Uh, it was. Mm-hmm. I just was like, I want to have a quiet birthday this year, and so uh, Adina did a wonderful job. Like she decorated the house and got me a great cake, and we had wonderful food and played video games, watched movies. That was kind of exactly what I wanted to do over the weekend. So this is kind of like awesome. Saturday, Sunday, very spoiled. It was great, and it was my birthday yesterday. And like Casey, I don't like birthdays. Why is that? Uh, I mean, I don't even think it's a getting older thing. I don't like that I'm 34 now, but I also don't really care at the same time. Like, 34 is just like, oh, well, that's, um, you know, I just continue to tick up there. And I'm not at that age by any stretch where I'm like, oh, I'm turning to dust. Like, what, you know, like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm old, <laughs> but I'm also kind of, I know I'm not young, yeah, like young, yeah. young, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't bother me either. Like, I'm fine. Like, I'm going to be 40 one day. I have no problem with that. Like, like these things are just going to happen <laughs> to me. Right, you realize I'm turning forty in two months. Yeah, no, I know. whoa, in a month and a half. Yeah, you got to calm down with that. It's coming to come at you faster than you think. Uh, <sighs> we could talk about yeah. that uh, in a month, I guess. I'm, yeah. I'll be mm-hmm. keen to know how you're planning to uh... <laughs> turn to dust. <laughs> I was going to say put one foot in the grave, but it's <laughs> <laughs> not going to go there. Brutal. Uh, you know, if I die sometime in the next yeah. year, you're going to feel real bad about that comment. Not really. Wow! Because it has nothing on it. It means nothing, yeah, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That means we'll nothing see. on anything. Plus, I'll I said one you. foot. If you die, you're completely in it, right? <laughs> I never said that. You said that, right? I see. It's all my fault. It's all got right. nothing to do with what I said, you know? <laughs> you see, you're trying to put on me. Just this guilt. He just tries to put this guilt on me all the time. Anyway... Yep. Uh, so I had a, I've had an odd experience, like just an odd relationship with birthdays throughout my adult years. Just like I don't like the pressure of birthdays, right? Like you must have a good time, right? <laughs> don't fair. like that pressure. And I've like you know, I just had a lot of like attempted birthday gatherings or parties that just didn't go very well, like people bailing on me or just like people making it about themselves or blah 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 blah. So I've just never really enjoyed that part of birthdays either. And I don't know. I just have a lot of complicated uh, emotions that I was dealing with yesterday, which I'm kind of still dealing with today. Some of them I don't really want to talk about. Um, But yeah, so birthdays, you know, take them or leave them. Um, So it was kind of one of those things where like I wanted to work yesterday, but then it was kind of like, oh, I'm working on my birthday, even though it was my own decision. (laughs) Uh, Just exacerbated by the fact that I just kind of didn't want to have the birthday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like, you know, some people don't like Christmas, right? And this because they have like... I know that, but it's hard to imagine. Some people have complicated family things, which preclude them from having good memories of Christmas. 
and yeah. I'm like that with my birthday. I can understand that. It's uh, it's too bad that that's the case, but I'm I fine can about totally... it though. No, you know, I'm not looking for this. Isn't my uh, my pity party or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I had a nice birthday, like mm-hmm. weekend. Like I was spoiled and it was lovely, and I had a wonderful time. But that was just because like there was a fuss and and all that kind of stuff, and I just had a really nice weekend. Yeah. But then the actual birthday part. I could kind of do without. I could understand that. Yeah, it's it. It's been tough, especially for, I mean, for everyone for the last couple of years, because you know, for you've had at this one has had what two to three pandemic birthdays, depending on when your birthday is. Um, you know, I mean, I'm I've had up on my, three bad birthdays in a row. Right. Well, no, I mean, not this one. Pandemic apparently. one was a bad family situation, and then so I've kind of like this hasn't helped. I don't think you know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, when when I turn forty, it's going to be in mid March, and and I'm expecting me to re- do. Th- let me rephrase that because that wasn't completely accurate what I said. It's more that I had three birthdays under not great circumstances. The the the, the events around the birthdays are really good because it. I just want to say because Adina does such a good job and she works really hard at it, and I just don't want to like mm-hmm. make it seem otherwise. You. Yeah, yeah. No, I I totally understand that. You know, I'm I, I feel. Some of what you're saying with regard to my birthday coming up, because you know it's it's a big one, and and yeah, it sucks, man. That like genuinely, like I f- I feel bad for you because I could imagine in a different world that like I'd be coming to your birthday party or whatever. You yeah, know? I mean, definitely. Yeah. I, mean, I I don't I honestly don't know what I would have planned. You know, if if the world were different, but but yeah, I mean, I think th- that that's certainly on the table. That that's a possibility. And like our um our fifteenth wedding anniversary is also this year, and you know we we've been talking about well you know, could, should we go somewhere? And I don't think going somewhere, just the two of us is in the cards because we have two children and nobody to watch them. Um, but you know, even going somewhere, the four of us, like at first we were thinking, Oh, well maybe we'll go to like Chicago or something. Cause uh, Aaron and I went there for our 10th anniversary and really enjoyed it. Um, but you know, given the way of the world right now, and we're actually going to talk about this a little bit later, but given the way of the world right now, that doesn't seem wise to be, you know, traveling, if if I don't have to, it depends on your outlook, right? Like I think probably the better thing to say is you wouldn't feel comfortable. That's yes, that, yes, right? that's I a much better that, way. For that is yep, maybe yep, yep. a better way to put it now. Agreed, because yeah, people feel there's lots of different feelings. Yep, and, and again, we're going to talk about that in a little while. Yeah. But um, but but yeah, so I'm I'm a little I'm excited to have my birthday. Um, I, I didn't mean for this to turn into me. Sorry, it's always about me, Mike, as we've seen no, this I'm episode. I'm talking <laughs> about what I, what I wanted to say anyway. I don't have well, anything right. else to say, so you're fine. But but to make it brief, uh, yeah, I'm, I am excited, I guess, and I know Erin's going to do everything she can to make it as good as she possibly can. And to be honest with you, like I've just told her I'd like to try for, what, the third time in a row to do what I wanted to do in 2020, uh, which was just go to a really good barbecue place here in town and eat eat with a couple of people that we enjoy, like eat with the family, with my parents, with her brother and sister-in-law. And that would probably be it. And we can do that outdoors and, and be safe about it. And, and that's probably all we're going to do, to be honest with you. And I'm fine with that. And maybe, you know, in a year or two when it's really and truly safe or well, when, when I am really and truly comfortable with having some sort of blowout, then maybe we'll do that belated, you know, maybe we'll do a 42nd birthday party or something like that. Who knows? Well, there's gotta be a lot of those kinds of things, right? Like I think so. The like makeup party kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of why I'm, I think I might be going to like four weddings this year. Oh goodness. Yeah. I can yeah. imagine. You know, uh, it happens. 
so I got to tell you, um, I hate everything and I quit. Yeah, Wes, I, I put this in. Wes, you're <laughs> at. We spoke a month ago about the the return of Caseyless App Developer mm-hmm. as if it was imminent, and there's no it app. It was, and there's no app. There's um, no app. Uh, yeah, I don't want to belabor this uh, too much, but suffice to say, I could release it like imminently, but there's two major things that I really, really, really want to get fixed or, or improved uh, before I ship. And uh, one of them involves a a different piece of UI that I've never really done before that mm-hmm. in principle should be pretty easy, but is turning out to be more difficult than I expected. And then the like main feature of the app is exporting data from it. And you'll understand, you know, listeners when you, when you see what the app is, but one of the main features is getting data out of the app and it's mostly working the way it is as it sits today, but there's like a little bit of extra data that really shouldn't be there. And I've been trying and trying, trying to get it locked in to be just right. And I haven't gotten it. And as of yesterday, I think I've gotten the bulk of that working, but I need it's in like a standalone test app. But now I need to integrate that work into the actual app. I'm intrigued and to see that's what they're proving, about. Yeah, and we can talk about it after the show. But um, but it's proving a little bit difficult to get that integration to work properly. So if I can get through these two hurdles, this UI element, and then getting this export just perfectly locked in, then I think I'll be able to release basically immediately. But it's been it's been one step forward, thirty four steps back on both of these fronts, and it's been it's been brutal. It's been absolutely frustrating and and really really killing me. But I'll get there. Like I'm gonna get there. And part of the reason that I'm convinced I'm gonna get there is because uh, as I do every year, I listen to the genuinely wonderful uh, Cortex episode on yearly themes. And I decide I have a yearly theme and then I promptly forget it after like mid-February. But Uh sitting here in early February, I've decided I have a yearly theme. What is it? The year of delivery, which is (laughs) a little strong. It's a little strong, but... Uh, I think, I think I would, I would, I, I think it's vague enough that it'll work. And if you, if you aren't familiar with the yearly theme thing, um, I really, really, really strongly recommend pausing the podcast and looking at a gray's video at a, at the bare minimum about yearly themes. Um, but if you want the deep dive, which I also really recommend, uh, listen to cortex, you know, any of the yearly theme episodes from cortex, you guys do a wonderful job of talking about it. Um, but Year delivery. So I'd really like to deliver this app. I'd really like to well, deliver is a little bit of a loose term, but I'd really like to get myself um, certified for um, commercial drone usage. Not because I want to turn that what? into a job, but because just hear me out. But because if you're in the United States and you do basically anything with your drone other than take pictures for yourself, you, wait, do you want to do you want to become a drone delivery man? No, 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 no. no. That's why I said <laughs> D- delivery is loose here. Just give me a chance. Um, you need to get the I certification. Know. I know you didn't want to do that, but I couldn't. I couldn't let out. Yeah, I don't come on. So you need to get certified. It's called part 107 certified. And what that basically means is you take like a safety course and you learn to what's allowed and not allowed with regard to drones, like for, for the, so you could do it commercially. Now I have zero desire to do this commercially, but there is an argument that like even posting to Instagram, you could construe as commercial use, which I don't think is the case. And I don't believe that to be true, but you could make the argument and it would just be nice to be able to like take a picture of something and not have to worry about like, is the FAA going to find that somehow and come chasing after me? Do you think the FAA are after you? No, I don't. And my understanding is unless you're like a really popular YouTuber doing something that's obviously verboten, then it's not likely to be a problem. 
Right, exactly. You're worried someone Googles Casey and drone, and then it comes to you, right? <laughs> yeah, you never know. And then you're, you're uh, boned. But, but you know why? Why tempt fate? And so I've told myself, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna permit myself to do the training in in whatever, which you can do at home. But like, do the training and take the course uh, until I've shipped the forthcoming app. And so. Um, that's my reward to myself, which is a very nerdy reward, but a reward nonetheless is if I ship the app, then I'll be able to, uh, I will allow myself to purchase the study materials, take the test and and be certified so that I could like something as silly as let's say a, a neighbor or a friend or a family member wants to sell their house and they want to save a couple hundred bucks on getting drone shots of their house and their property and whatnot. Like as it stands today, there's nothing, I, I can't help them because I could hypothetically get in deep trouble for that because that's kind of sort of a commercial use because they're using it to sell their house. Um, and, and so I would like to be, this, this part 107 certification gives me the ability to, to do that and not have to worry about it. Even if money isn't changing hands, it still makes it totally in the clear. You know what I mean? So, um, so I'd like to deliver on that. I'd like to deliver on being better about being on my phone, which I, I'm slowly getting better about. And actually focus modes have helped me with that quite a bit, but I'd like to be better about that. I'd like to be better about, um, helping out around the house. And I've been, I really actually am pretty proud of myself. I've been doing much better about that. And, and when I see like something that should be cleaned up or picked up rather than being like, eh, I'll get to it later. Or, eh, I'm sure Aaron will find it at some point, which is deeply wrong to me. Mm. Um, then, then I've been better about getting off my tuchus and actually actually going and cleaning up or whatever the case may be. Or like if, you know, if something in the restroom is dirty, you know, rather than being like, Oh, I'll get to that one day, I'll just go ahead and take a few minutes and do it and, and, mm-hmm. and clean it. Um, and then finally to, to, as we keep coming back to fitness during this episode, and we're actually going to talk about it some more in a second. Uh, I'd like to be better about fitness and especially about nutrition. Like, I feel like I'm doing a really good job with my fitness. I'm exercising to some degree, every single day. Now, some days, especially on weekends, I'll just go for a long walk. But um, one way or another, I'm doing some sort of exercise every single day. Uh, but my nutrition is kind of garbage. And I'm getting better, but I'd still like to do better yet. And so your delivery, delivery on the app, delivery on being better about my habits, being d- delivery of you know getting approved for drone stuff if I really want to, your delivery. And that's what I'm going with. What I like about um, the year of delivery is that you could construe it in a bunch of ways. I, I I'm concerned it's too specific, but I feel like delivery as a as a word is vague enough that I can spin as need be. Because one of the great points that you've made to kind of really interrupt you now, one of the great points that you and Gray make is that you need to have something vague enough that you're not. You're not saying I will ship this app by mm-hmm. such and such date. You're saying I would like to ship an app or even better, like I would like to get a completed app even if I don't ship it, you know? And, and so it's vague enough that you have wiggle room. And that's that's a really strong tip that I, mm-hmm. that I str- just strenuously agree with. Because I think then you're able to like also like post apply things that happen through the year because you don't know right. what's going to happen in your year right mm-hmm. but then sometimes you're like okay can this fall into my year of delivery and then the answer is yes and then you get to be like great because it's more of like a mindset thing than a yeah. goals mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and it just can help you reframe stuff in a way that feels better for you so i think that this is one of those like you you're yeah. able to like think like oh, okay like something comes up in march or april or august and you're like wait like or maybe like an opportunity comes to you and you're like oh this could be a part of my year of delivery like otherwise you might not have considered it 
Right. I like the name, by the way. I do think it's I think it's good. I think the, it's a good theme name. Yeah, I think it's a good theme name. Good, thanks. Because it's just about like doing things, doing what you're supposed to do and what you want to do. Yeah. You're like you're delivering on it. You're delivering on your promises. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope. We'll see what happens, right? But that's the hope. Uh, but I, it's it's helped a little bit already because I've been, I've been really, I'm, I'm not, I won't go so far as to say down in the dumps, but really frustrated about these two major hurdles on, on this app. And, and I'm really trying to focus on, look, just stick with it. You'll figure it out one way or another. Like you will find a way to make this work. And maybe it won't be exactly what you want. Maybe I'll ship it the way it is right now, which is not my preference, but I might, um, you know, if I can't get these two hurdles crossed, but I, I, one way or another, I need to deliver. And, and I think I will, I really do. Mm -hmm. And maybe the app will be a disaster. Maybe nobody will like it. Maybe it'll sell three copies, but it's still that the, the, it's not the year of riches. It's not the year of making a killing. It's the year of delivery. And as mm -hmm. long as I can get this app in the store, that qualifies to me, or really actually, as long as I complete it, it qualifies to me as year of delivery. And by some, you know, depending on how you squint, it's already done today. So in that sense, I've kind of already succeeded. Yeah, I because this is like I know you were working on something before, and I think you've abandoned that, right? So yep, that's right. This is uh, a a good theme of like, oh, I spent all this work working on this thing, and I never actually shipped it. So now the right. focus is not on just working on it; the focus is actually on putting it out there. Yep, um, I agree with you. I wanted to just, but and I wanted to bug you again about something because mm -hmm. I was going to put this in Slack, but didn't. Uh, a friend of ours was showing something off and you were really impressed by it and you said you were terrible at your job <laughs> because you didn't know how they did it. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm just using this as an example to say again that Casey, you are a podcaster. That is your job. You are also yeah. a developer. Development is not your job. Don't keep being so tough on yourself. No, that's fair. That's fair. And I appreciate that. Because no. this person, their job is being a developer. Like that's their primary job, right? Mm -hmm. But your primary job is really entertaining podcaster. Yeah, hopefully I'm at least passable at that. Then. <laughs> no, no, that's your job. Be that. Yeah, yep. Yeah, no, I hear you. You see, I just wanted to say that again. Like, yes, no, you do development; right. it's part of your identity, and I encourage it. But you sh you don't put all of your energy into it, so you shouldn't be the best at it. Like, just don't be so tough on yourself. Oh, I appreciate it. You're you're a good man, Charlie Brown. Mm -hmm. But you know, if I if I wanted help okay, with go. my if I wanted help with delivering on fitness, there's uh -huh. there's probably ways I could do that. And yes, and I got to imagine that you have a recommendation for one way I could deliver on my fitness. I do, and that is Fitbod. Let me talk to you about why I love Fitbod. It's super normal for people to start considering their health and fitness around this time of year. We were just talking about it earlier in the show, right? Like it's part of something mm -hmm. that people think, and they especially think about it now. Between balancing all of your responsibilities—work, family just everything else you got going on. It can be hard to make it a priority, but what you need is a program that works with you and not against you, and that is why I recommend FitBod. FitBod's algorithm learns about you, your goals, and your training ability, and will craft a personalized exercise plan that's unique to you, and their app makes it incredibly easy to learn exactly how to perform every exercise that they have. Personal fitness isn't just about competing with other people. You don't want to have to look to others and try and stack up against them, do what they do. What you need is something that's going to work for you personally. That's when it really sticks. When you find the things that you want to work on, When you that's when you start seeing the results that you're looking for. 
FitBod uses data to create and adjust your dynamic fitness plan, and you will have instant access to your own personalized routine in their awesome app, so you can make progress on your goals from anywhere. Let me tell you about where FitBod really made sense for me when I was starting out on my fitness journey. The fact that they create this plan for you is so awesome because you can tell it what you're looking for and it can start to get you going. Like this is what I didn't know how to begin. I didn't know what I was looking for. I didn't know what I wanted to work on and FitBod helped me work that out. And what I also love about their system is it's not one of these things where you have to settle in for this defined period of time and do this thing. Like you can jump in, you can do some of the exercises that they're recommending and jump out again. And it's really fantastic for everywhere that I want to use it, whether it's at home, you can do outdoors, in the gym, everything is really fantastic. And this adapts to people because everyone's fitness path is different. And this is why FitBod does so much work to make sure they customize things exactly to suit you. They make sure to learn from your last workout so your next will be even better. Whether you work out twice a day or twice a week. FitBod also tracks your muscle recovery to make sure that your plan is balanced with a variety of exercises to make sure that you're not overworking any of your muscles. They have brand new HD video tutorials in a fantastic new design. The app recently got updated. It looks awesome. They shoot these videos from multiple angles to make sure that learning each exercise is a breeze. And it also integrates with your Apple Watch, Wear OS smartwatch, and apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. Personalized training of this quality can be really expensive, but FitBot is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. But you can get 25% off your membership by signing up at fitbod.me analog kick off the new year right and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod.me slash analog and you'll get 25% off your membership. That's fitbod.me slash analog for 25% off. A thanks to FitBod for the support of this show and Relay FM. So I have a question for you. All right. Do you qualify online or internet friends versus like regular or real life friends? And if you'd like, I can give you some backstory, but or you can yeah, just give go me ahead backstory. and answer that. Give me backstory. Okay. So I have this weird compulsion to make it clear to people, and I'll use Aaron as an example, but it could be anyone, um, to, to say to Aaron, like, oh, my internet friend, Mike, well, obviously you're a real life friend, but for the sake of discussion, my wow. internet friend, Mike, wow. uh, would wow. you stop? Would you stop? All right, fine. Wow. Uh, I would use a I different- Mike on Twitter, this internet <laughs> nobody. <laughs> All right, let me try again. I will say no, you can use me, use me, use me. All right, so, so I'll say to Aaron, you know, my internet friend Mike was saying to me, blah, 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 or, you know, showed me this or so on and so forth. And and I feel like this weird compulsion to to make it clear when it's like a real life friend versus an internet friend. And it occurred to me, like, does that distinction make any real sense in 2022? Like, is this silly? Because... I have some some friends that I consider you know pretty decent friends that are that are people that I've only known on the internet. Like as an example, the person that most particularly made me think of this is my friend Aaron, who I met via Tumblr. Um, he and I have known each other for probably like a decade plus. You know, you say Aaron and Aaron the same, right? I know, I know. Okay, cool. I just wanted to know if you knew that. Yes, sorry. Uh, (laughs) So my friend A.A. Ron, uh, that that I've known (laughs) known for like a decade via Tumblr, uh, or at least that's where we met. Um, And we actually had intended to rendezvous several different times over the last 10 years when one of us would be physically, you know, geographically close to the other, but for various uninteresting reasons, including but not limited to coronavirus, it didn't end up happening. Um, But you know, I said to Aaron, oh, look at this hilarious video that, you know, my friend A.A. Ron sent to me. And and it occurred to me, like, 
do I really need to specify that AA Ron is an internet friend? Like what does that matter in 2022? And I was curious, like, do you have any, do you have the same compulsion and do you think I'm being silly? I don't think you're being silly. I imagine lots of people are like this. I th- I think it probably depends on the balance of friendships. Okay, now, tell me more. I would say I have more online, quote-unquote, online friends than real-life friends, so I don't make the distinction. Now, but hold on. Do, where do you draw the line between an online friend and a, quote-unquote, real-life friend? So as an example, now I will talk specifically about you. Oh, okay. Our, our relationship is predominantly online because we're so geographically far from each oh. other. But I consider you a real life friend because right. we've interacted okay. at several times okay. in person. Then, and I suspect yeah. most of your friends, by my definition, which is not necessarily yours, my definition is that most of your friends are actually real life friends because you've been physically next to them at least once or twice in the right. last you know, yeah, 10 I years. Don't have, I don't think I have many friends in the quote unquote online friend bucket mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you've drawn of like okay. people I know online but have never met in person. I don't think I have many of those. I'm I, this potentially may upset someone. I apologize, but I'm struggling to think of there's like a couple of people I, who I message with fr- frequent maybe. I don't what I'll say is I do not have many like internet only friends who mm-hmm. like and I'm talking like people that I have conversations with that are meaningful you know what i mean like like important stuff like life stuff um Mm -hmm. which is more than just like hey we you know are in this group together or whatever you know like i have like a bunch of online i guess mm, but it's like i'm in discords and stuff with people that i know and consider friends i guess they're online this is really complicated i think to, to think about because it depends on my emotional reaction to I mean, like this isn't even getting into the parasocial stuff, you know? You familiar with this? I've heard the term, but I don't think I, I could tell you what the definition is. Parasocial relationships are when you feel like some you are like someone is a friend of yours, but they don't know you. Oh, okay. So podcasting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. And so like that is like a whole other kettle of fish where like Mm -hmm. there are people who i have very warm feelings towards and know that we would be friends in my brain like we'd be friends if only we knew each other and that's like a whole other thing like then Mm -hmm. now we're into like that's like i think is it part of this conversation but it's like a whole separate thing at the same time yeah and it's funny too i think i'm showing my age a little bit here because when i came up into the internet world it was when the internet was coming up right so like i was i was at least lightly online in the late 90s and like i remember discovering the world wide web as the world wide web was kind of being born i mean not literally but as it was really starting to become a thing um and so I think at that point, like late 90s in particular, maybe even the early aughts, there was a very clear distinction between a friendship that is strictly online or even mostly online and not. Whereas now in 2022, I don't I don't feel as strongly that there should or or is as much of a distinction between someone that you literally only interact with on the computer 
and someone that you at least periodically interact with in person. And I think maybe some of that is because of Corona and, and it's forced all of our relationships online in a large degree. I think it's probably been the great equalizer yeah, yeah for yeah. a lot of people of, of uh, online friendship. Because I would imagine there are a lot of people who were forced to have online links between their friends that they just did not have before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I can imagine a lot of people had their very first video calls with many of their friends. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Or yeah, group yeah. chats, you mm -hmm. know? Like, which is that they would not have had before. And it's probably opened people up a lot to what it would be like to have these kinds of relationships. I imagine that there are people that are, you know, you look at something like Discord, right? Which has seen a big boom over the last couple of years. And so I imagine there are a lot of people that have joined lot, like these kind of social groups that wouldn't have necessarily otherwise because they've kind of had the door cracked open a little bit as to what it would be like to be in a group like this or have this app installed, you know, like mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. they have like a, a, a soccer group or whatever and there's like 25 people and they started a discord together. And now you've got Discord, you could maybe join another Discord. You know what I mean? Right, like that kind right, of right. stuff that mm -hmm. I could imagine that a lot of people didn't really have before. I don't really think I... I think where I'm coming down on is I do not draw this distinction. Okay. I have my friends and kind of... I think that's, that's it. I, I, maybe the difference for me actually is like... I have my friends and then I have my friends that are not in the, uh, that I don't communicate with in an online fashion, mm -hmm. but that's, it's kind of the inverse of what you're saying yep, because yep, most yep, yep. of my friends are online, like very online, whether <laughs> I met them in person first or sure. online first, but then I do have a selection of friends that aren't really. And like, if I want to communicate with them, it's it's more of a standard process, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. I, I And that's where I'm kind of pushing myself toward is that it seems to me that this is a distinction that's that's to some degree or maybe even a large degree only in my head. And it really doesn't matter that much in 2022. Like, in, in I think the only reason it may be relevant is if I was saying to Aaron, like, oh, I'm going to go out and meet this, you know, my, my internet friend, A.A. Ron, and hey, you know, we've never met, we've never met in person before. So I'm really excited, you know, or something like that. But other than that, I don't know if it really matters. And, and that was a weird, not a bad realization, but a weird realization for me, because I don't know, maybe I'm just old and I just never thought of it that way. But, but I thought it was, it was cool to think of, well, you know what? There's no reason that A.A. Ron isn't just as much a friend, or maybe not as you, Mike, because you are my most special of special friends. But you know, just as much a friend is is so many other people that I that I know and interact with in person from time to time. Yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting question. I, I think when I saw this in the document, it wasn't where I necessarily thought it was going to go, because I. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've gone on a journey here with you. <laughs> like you're, I wasn't expecting to think about it the way that I have thought about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and Matt in the chat is saying, you know, I think some people chunk or, or tear their friends, like my real life friends versus my discord friends versus my very, very, very close friends. And, and I think that that's kind of what I'm, I'm talking about here. And I guess that brings us way back to like episode six or something like that with the, you know, tiers of communication. Create it's kind a tier of a tier list. Yeah. yeah right. These you know, are my S tier like, friends. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, right? You know, it, it, uh -huh. it's a vaguely similar idea. So, uh -huh. 
um, I don't know. I, I just thought that was interesting. And then uh, one other thing I wanted to, it's a, it's a, this is a rhetorical question for the most part. Um, no, it's I actually, have the answer. Oh, okay, good. Um, <laughs> so it, for me, it was intended rhetorically, but maybe will be answered literally. Uh-huh. Uh, when, when, when does the pandemic really end? And, and I ask that because I look around and I notice that most of my peers and justifiably have mostly moved on from the pandemic, not entirely, but mostly. And, and, uh, so as an example, like my brother and sister-in-law that we're super close with, they don't have kids. They have no, they, they, they're both vaccinated, boosted, et cetera. They don't have on paper anyway, a super strong compulsion to like be super locked down right now. And I'm not, I'm not trying to get into like a pissing match about, you know, Omicron and, or Omicron and, uh, and, and whether or not going out and doing whatever is a good idea right now. But if you'll take it, if you'll take it in the spirit of which I mean it, like, you know, the two of them on in a, in a lot of ways don't need to be quite as vigilant as I think Aaron and I do on account of Michaela still being too young to be vaccinated. Although breaking news as of last late last night, and you sent this to me. Um, and I think Aaron did as well, actually. So you and Aaron sent this to me because you guys love me. Um, uh, there's talk that sometime in the next week or two, they might start putting vaccinations into kids under five, which would make mm-hmm. Mika- Michaela eligible. And so what I'd written in the show notes, even before this news came out was what happens when Michaela gets vaccinated? Like at that point is the pandemic over. And, and before you all write me, like I understand it's not going to really, really end potentially ever. And I understand the it pandemic, just changes. The, pan, the pandemic will end. Like this okay, is okay, my, yes, right? right. So, so the pandemic part might be over. The endemic part might come in. Like, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that it's like we just snap our fingers and it all goes away. Like I'm trust me, I am the last first on that list. There is a scale back, right? Right. And it takes time, and we scale back, and this becomes part of the lexicon of illnesses that human beings can catch from each other. That's kind of how I imagine this is going to go. I don't personally see any reason why that wouldn't be the case. Yeah, I agree. And so I wonder, you know, let's let's say it may not be until Michaela gets a third shot because uh-huh. part of the part of the drag on on the six months to five year shots is that they saw in the first two shots that they didn't get quite as much immune response as they wanted. And so the going theory is, well, the third one will probably get get these kids to where we want them to be. And apparently the government, if you'll believe what you read, which I, I wonder about that. I wonder about that. Like I wonder if that might be a thing of like if you had both shots. And because our immunity waned, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why everybody needed the third one. Right. But in, in the case of these littles, if I understand it right, the immunity never came on as strong as they wanted. And they would, they were, they're right. hoping that the third shot will give that extra boost of immunity in order to get them to the level they want. And so the government has said mm-hmm. to Pfizer, apparently, hey, you know, if, if, if we think we're going to need these kids to have three shots, well, they're going to need one and two at some point. So screw it. Let's right. just talk about one and two, understanding that it's not perfect. And let's start rolling those out. Right. And then if all goes according to plan, by the time you know we're ready to talk about the third shot, these kids we're will already be go. going through one and two, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I keep saying to myself, to Aaron, you know, once Michaela is fully vaxxed by whatever definition that may be, be it one, be it three, be it 12, I don't care if it's 12, like whatever the definition is, um, once she's fully vaxxed at that point, can the list family 
breathe a little more. Well, this right is what now. I've been saying to you the whole time, right? Like, I think we've been talking about some level of this for ages. Of like, yeah. well, what else are you going to do? Right. Because it's like, if you, I mean, look, please do not take this the wrong way. If you're not going to do that, why even get the vaccinations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I, I mean? I like, if you're, you're saying, not yeah, going to yeah. trust that it's going to make things better for you, then why yep. even bother? Yeah, yeah, right? I totally hear you. I do not think that that is a valid thought process. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to be clear, neither of us encourages this. But, but that's I understand kind of the... like the base level thinking, right? Like yeah, 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 you yeah. get yeah. them, so you'll be. It won't affect you as badly. So if you then have them and don't change your life at all, mm-hmm. I don't know. That boggles my mind a little bit. If you right. don't have any like predilection to being incredibly sick from it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, totally with you. And and, and we're just talking about like the the, the Hurleys to some degree, but mostly the yeah. Lisses. Like I'm not trying to make a judgment about any person listening to this podcast. Everyone's math and everyone's danger thresholds are different. Believe it or not, we actually cannot do that. Yeah, exactly. It's not possible for us to judge everybody's individual circumstances. Turns out, turns out. Uh, if Trust you need me, I've tried, all right? <laughs> yeah, right? And it didn't get me anywhere. If you need anywhere. a recommendation, reach out. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, all kidding aside, you know, it's, I, I feel like finally, since March 13th of 2020, finally, mm. on maybe, maybe even March 13th of 2022, mm-hmm. uh, finally, we're at the point that there's a light, like a real honest to goodness yeah. light at the end of the tunnel for the List family. Yeah. and. And I'm a little bit scared about it, but mostly I'm really freaking excited. And I'm really hopeful that I don't come up with some like BS different reason that I still need to hold on because I'm so... I mean, you you will, but it's about whether you will let that go or not. Oh, yeah, that's Because you've been very risk averse, right? Yep. For, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the reasons were bad, but mm-hmm. I just think if you've been so risk averse for so long hard to break like i I would say that my like risk level has just steadily decreased after like i went really up at one point right like i didn't leave the house for like three months or something like Mm -hmm. with any and and i think like and like really going anywhere but like i mean like i think there was like maybe an eight-week period like i did not step outside the front door you know yeah that's bananas Um, to me and so you know, we've all gone through our own personal journeys here, right? Mm-hmm. And what I have felt, and I know a lot of people that I know have felt, it's like, once you start bringing it down a little bit, and you, you know, and things are okay, you kind of find your level. Yeah. And I feel like I've found my level of what I'm cool with right now. I've found my own way of dealing with these things with the occasional situation where I push against the boundary, like getting Mm -hmm. on a plane and going to another country and whatever, right? Like that is a push on the boundary, but I've gotten through all of those things. Okay. Is it luck? I don't know. I think it's probably a combination of luck and taking the right precautions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I feel like I've done everything. We've done everything that we can. We're, We're good so far. Knock, knock, knock. And you know, that was me knocking on wood, by the way. I got that you. wasn't I got completely you. on. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's you guys are going to get to that point where, like, once you feel like you've done that base level where everyone's got all the jabs they can get, then maybe you will feel comfortable to go to this place or that place. Um, and it's not the same, right? Like, in fact, I don't just like go to any restaurant, you know? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. there has to be like, I have to go to a restaurant that I feel comfortable with in my own brain. 
that it's doing the things that I want it to do, you know? Yep. I, I And I think that's actually a really great illustrative example because I really enjoy going out to eat with the family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've done lots of takeout over the last couple of years, don't get me wrong, but there's only been a handful of times that we've eaten at restaurants and almost exclusively with just a couple of exceptions, it's always been outdoors. Yeah. And I, I've been trying to like wrestle with myself. You know, okay, let's say Michaela is fully vaxxed today. Like what, what am I willing to do tomorrow? And one of the things that I'm trying to convince myself, cause I'm worried that I'm going to have like a sunk cost fallacy, which is what you were alluding to earlier that, Oh, I've been, you know, I, and we have been so locked down for so long. Like we can't just give it up now. We can't right? this just, that's wrong. And that's actually, that is wrong. Like we should give it up. Like that's the whole point of science and vaccines and like moving on. But I'm scared that I'm going to be too much of a chicken little to do anything differently. And, and to come back to the restaurants, like, something I've been thinking about is, okay, let's say she's fully vaxxed today. Mm -hmm. Like tomorrow would we go inside a restaurant and eat? And I don't know the answer to that, but what I can say is I think when it's reasonable, like when it's not super crowded, I think we probably could. And this is like what you were saying a moment ago. When, when we feel safe enough, I think we could, but you know what, when the weather's nice and we are capable of eating outside, we can still make that choice. Like there's nothing stopping us. There's nothing stopping us from doing that. Even if we could go inside, like even if we're, capable and willing to go inside, we could choose to go outside just because it seems pretty clear that that's a little bit safer. And, and I, and I'm trying to tell my, I guess this is all of this is, can be summarized as Casey convincing himself that the sky is not falling. Um, you know, I'm trying to tell myself that once she's set, first of all, you don't have to go directly into the deep end. You know, you can wade into this slowly. You know, it's not like we need to get on a plane, which actually in a lot of ways is supposedly quite safe. It's not like we need to go into a movie theater. You know, we don't need to go into these deeply crowded indoor places, but we can be less selective about things that we feel are reasonably safe, you know? And and I'm trying to convince myself that that's okay and we're not all going to die because of it. But it's scary. It's been two plus years. That we It's been about two years that we've just been sitting. I mean, I'm not literally. Figuratively, we've just been sitting in the house. And I'm looking forward to, I'm so deeply looking forward to being able to be less restrictive. But it's scary, man. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know what's scary, too, is when you have a project and you don't know God. how to get it on the web. My God. And, and I wish there was a this way that like we could put it on the web. Astronomically. Easily bad as oh, a segue as a segue oh, come on not the words you're saying <laughs> right it's not the words it's not the connection mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. con- it's like the the foundation of the connection that you chose to make <laughs> like hey this pandemic's bad Do you know what else is bad <laughs> not having a website <laughs> Right, like uh, maybe, this isn't the thing. Maybe not my strongest offering. I will, I will, you, I will concede you, that. Yeah, point. you're sure about that? <laughs> I actually, I, I'm not going to even allow us to go straight into the ad right now. I'm going to like bring this back around again, and then I'm going to come back and then bring the ad in. All right. What I'll Feel say free. is, like, you know, this is it's just a complicated thing for a lot of people. And I think it started maybe six months ago for a lot of people and will continue maybe for the next 18 months of like the slow reintroduction to society that and and or like people being able to look at or interpret data differently. And, you know, because it's like one of the things that I think's changed over the last couple of episodes is like what we've learned about Omicron. Yeah. And by and large, 
provided that you're vaccinated, it is not the COVID that we knew from before. Sure, like, sure, it's, sure. In the vast majority of people, it is a not great illness, but not a you might need to go to the hospital for this kind of illness. Provided, like you said, you're vaccinated and so on. Yeah, and like, you know, we have seen that here. Like, I think the UK has been a very interesting test case of like pretty good vaccination, a very good boosting. And we had super high cases and like just like astronomically high compared to anything we'd had before. And our hospitalization stayed really steady really steady like it yeah. did not jump up like it didn't maybe it went up a little bit here and there but if it kept the wave of like what delta was i mean mm -hmm. <laughs> it would have been like it would have been astronomically horrific like just so it would have been like unbearable here yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. we would not have been able to function like we would have had to have probably gone into a harder lockdown than we'd ever done before which you guys were way more aggressive about it than we were. And I think that's actually a good thing that you were. But for you to say a much stronger lockdown, like that means something for Americans. It's like, what? I mean, we, we locked down, right? No, we did not lock down compared to Mike in, in the UK. It would have been like way harsher, I think, and longer. Yeah. Because, yeah. And, you know, this is like, forget the politics of it all. It just, there just would have been no other way to handle it if mm -hmm. the hospitalizations would have tracked as the same as they did with Delta, because sure. we were just, the case numbers were like two, three times larger than our peaks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like I think, the way, if I was to look at this from like a layman's perspective of like, this is the bright trajectory. Like if it just keeps doing this, if it doesn't get worse, if it gets easier to handle, it's like this kind of feels like the way these things go. You know, it's like we just then that's how you get like i don't know if herd immunity is a real thing but people say it is yeah like it yeah, just yeah. you know spreads largely through the population builds people's natural immunity vaccines make us more immune to it and then it's like a thing that exists but we just take a couple of days off work and get over it like mm -hmm. and i know so many people that that was their trajectory they got omicron they were out for a week and then they were mostly okay two weeks later they're fine yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know mm -hmm. so many people now that have gone through this, as I'm sure like a lot of people in the UK and a lot of people in the US probably are, you know, like people listening to this similar kind of thing, you know, like that um, they know now a lot of people that have gone through this exact thing because mm -hmm. the case rates are so much higher with Omicron. So all this is to say, like, you know, I, I want to get egg on my face, but it looks like we're this is by and large going in the right direction, at least where we're located. You know, I can't mm -hmm. talk mm -hmm. about everywhere. I mean, like similarly, Romania right now is having way higher case numbers than they have ever had. And their hospitalization is remaining stable. Now, previously, their last wave in like November, their hospitalizations were just out of control and they couldn't handle it. So it's different. Right, not right. It's not gone away, but it's different. And I feel like it's just going to continue to get different. And hopefully it just keeps getting different in ways that we're cool with. <laughs> well put. I agree.
This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the only one platform to build your online presence and run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace have got you covered by combining cutting-edge design and world-class engineering to make it easier than ever to establish a home online and make your ideas a reality. Squarespace gives you all of the tools that you need to create a beautiful and modern website. You start off with one of their professionally designed templates. You can use drag-and-drop tools to you know, lay out things exactly as you want. They have tons of functionality that you can just drag into your website and it's all done for you. You can customize how it looks with just a couple of clicks. You can choose the fonts, choose the colors, add spacing, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you don't just get like one option. You can customize the site in really great ways. They let you do the settings you want going on. Maybe you want different products. They have store functionality. You can just drop it into your website. You can just a couple of clicks customize the products you have on sale as well. And every Squarespace website is optimized for mobile. It looks good on every kind of device. You get unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, 24-7 support, dependable resources, no need to install or patch or upgrade anything. They take care of all that security stuff so you don't have to. You can grab a domain name from them really quickly and easily. They do SEO and email marketing tools as well. With Squarespace, you can publish your next blog post, promote your business, announce an event, set up a store, and so much more. Go to squarespace.com analog, and you can sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to launch, use the offer code analog to save 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com analog. Then when you sign up, use the code analog to get 10% of your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of Analog and Relay FM. So, a uh, running joke amongst you to a degree, but particularly uh, Syracuse on ATP, is that I came to Hamilton, become obsessed with it, uh, basically and tried to tell three, everyone about it, and tried to tell everyone about it like three yeah. years later, uh-huh. and uh, I didn't really get exposed to it properly until it came to Disney Plus. What was that in 2020? I believe around the Fourth of July of 2020, mm-hmm. and um, and I tried to spread the good word about Hamilton to a bunch of people that had already been spreading the good word for three years. Well, mm-hmm. let me tell you the good word about Encanto. Because now this one's not so bad because I mean, what did this come out on Disney Plus in December? Yeah, it's so this, this isn't that's my too point. bad. Now, this isn't now too I'm bad. on the I'm on the leading edge now, which is yeah. good. Uh, whereas well, I was the leading edge. I mean, the leading <laughs> edge would have been going to see it in the theaters in November of 2021. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Uh, but I'm certainly not on the trailing edge, which I consider a personal victory. Uh, but yes, Encanto is very, very good. This movie is freaking excellent. I yes. adored this movie. It was very, very good. Um, if you're the parents of small children, you'll know that that kids latch onto something and then they just want it until it dies. You know, they just want it over and over and over and over and over and over again until it is gone forever. Uh, this has been us. We will usually watch like a movie or two over the weekend as a family. And for the last like two or three weeks running, the only movie that's ever requested is Encanto. Uh, whenever Michaela in particular is in the car, she wants to listen to Encanto. Uh, whenever I try to put on music in the house, which I do often, um, the kids always basically say in, in a very nice way, but they say in so many words, we don't want to listen to your crap music. We want to listen to Encanto. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Yeah, uh, if you haven't seen it, I strongly recommend it. The music is extremely catchy. The the animation, as always with Disney, and this is not Pixar, I don't believe, but Disney and Pixar both. Um, the 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 animation is phenomenal. Uh, so much about this is so well done, and and the reason I lumped it in with Hamilton, not only because it's you know sweeping the country, is because it's also done by Lin Manuel Miranda. Or at least the music is done by, and I think some of the story, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, the music. Some of the story, but I think just because he was so involved in the music that it kind of mm-hmm, informs mm-hmm. the story. Like yep, you know yep, what yep. I mean, right? Like yep. 
Um, but yeah, th- this what I it's okay. Like obviously there are, I mean one like the music is what I love. No, I love two things about this movie really. I love the story. No spoilers here, but like what I like about the story for Encanto is it's very focused. Like it's mm, not mm-hmm. a like must save the world kind of story. It's small, yeah. and I like mm-hmm. that about this. It's like interpersonal relationships amongst the family mostly. The family have magical powers, right? But there are, you know, but it's it's kind of localized. Um, I've seen like mixed feelings ab- about the kind of cultural aspects of this movie from people that are familiar with it. Like it's set in a village in Colombia, and I mm-hmm. have seen people both praise this and criticize this. So I don't know, but I felt like as somebody who does not understand Colombian culture, I came away from this of like feeling like, oh, okay, so this is like an interesting look at a different culture that I really loved and appreciated, like the sense of family around it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we don't talk about Bruno. Absolutely smash Naturally. hit now. You know, it's like a huge thing, big on TikTok, all that kind of stuff. But the music for this, I mean, my favorite song, um, oh, is it called Pressure? <laughs> you know, that's Aaron's favorite. It's uh, Surface Pressure, I believe. Surface Pressure. That's Aaron's favorite. I believe it's Michaela's favorite. That is just a banger. Like, that yeah. is a banger of a song. I actually fancy um, the one that Mirabelle sings. I don't want to give away the plot, but the one that Mirabelle sings right before that. Um, uh, see, I can't say, and I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to look it up. Uh, but I mm-hmm. don't want to say the, anything about the plot because I'll give it away. But um, but the one that's apparently in a different time signature. Now, I know nothing about pl- performing, Waiting on a Miracle um, mm-hmm. is the one that I really, really like. Uh, I know nothing about music, so I'm probably getting this wrong. But uh, my understanding is all of the music is in like a 4-4 time signature, except that one, which is done deliberately to kind of set her apart from the family. I guess that's a tiny, tiny spoiler. But, mm. um, but I thought, I just love that tune. And I f- find myself like singing it in my head constantly. The music's great. Obviously, of course, like Lin-Manuel wrote the lyrics to the songs that have lyrics in them. There was also a score composed by Jermaine Franco, which is the rest, you know, because mm-hmm. like looking mm-hmm. at it, there's like 44 tracks on the soundtrack and mm-hmm. like 10 of them, I think, have lyrics to them. Uh, one thing I love is that Stephanie Beatriz, who plays, uh, is it Miranda? No. Mirabelle. Mirabelle, sorry. I wasn't looking at the right page. Actually sings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. not always with Disney yeah. movies. And plus she's fantastic in this, by the way. She's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, Rosa, right? Rosa and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yep, yep, yep. And I cannot say enough good things about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. I loved Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So, yep, this is excellent. But what I'll say about the music is, it is immediately Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Like you <laughs> yes, cannot agree with that. get away from it. I didn't know he wrote the music. The first mm. song, mm-hmm. I was like, hang on a minute. And I pulled out IMDb. I was like, yep. It's Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like, it's the same for Moana. He wrote some songs on Moana, right? And you can immediately tell which songs are the Lin-Manuel Miranda songs. Oh, totally. This is not a criticism. Musicians have a style. He has a style. I adore his style, right? Yeah, but I agree. But it's like what you can tell when he's involved in something. Uh, mm-hmm. And you, he was very much involved in this. What I like about this, so I remember we spoke about this, or, I don't know if we did, or I spoke about it with Jason, just in general, when I discovered Hamilton, which was 
later than most people, significantly earlier than you. Uh, <laughs> because I was waiting for it to come to London, so I stayed away fair, from fair, it because I knew it was coming to London. So I was I wanted I wanted to watch the musical without knowing anything about the musical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like saying at the time the pressure on him for what he does next is astronomical. Yeah, I what agree. he's doing is genius. He's becoming yeah. Disney's music guy. Yep, I couldn't agree more. And I think like hats off to him that is such a smart way to do this of course he's done other things like i haven't seen it yet but he made that movie tick tick boom which i want to yeah, see i've heard very good i've not seen it yet either which is about the person who wrote rent right yep, it's a yep, kind yep. of a, a biographical thing and i want to see that and he's done other stuff but i think disney's music guy is like a great job to have because you can be involved in some really great stuff. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And to go back just a half step with regards to like Moana, I loved the songs in Moana. And admittedly, I'm talking to you on play number 704 of the uh, Encanto soundtrack. And when I get to play 7,004, that I'm being facetious, but you know, when I get to play 7,004 of the- Oh man, I'm just looking. I was completely right. Like he's he's working on music for The Little Mermaid. Oh, there you go. He's Mm -hmm. all over it. Yeah, it's yeah. not surprising. Um, when when we heard, you know, um, uh, thank you from Moana, or you're welcome, I'm sorry, excuse me, you're welcome from Moana. Um, when we heard it the first 10 times, it was great. The first 100 times, it was good. On the thousandth time, I was kind of over it. And again, I'm not at the thousandth lis- listen through of Encanto yet, but I would be surprised if I'm as over the Encanto soundtrack on time number 1000 as I am the Moana soundtrack on time number 1000. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the Moana soundtrack eventually played itself out and man, these are so good. These songs that I will be surprised if I ever tire of them because they're so, so good. Oh man. He's writing music for the little mermaid with the original composer of the little mermaid. Oh yeah. I didn't That's know that. cool. They're like co-writing stuff together. That feels like a, like a cool thing. I'm intrigued to yeah. see what that's going to look like. That's that's gonna be really really good. Oh hmm. uh, yeah, so Encanto is excellent. Do you have anything, or are you just gonna you're just gonna ride on that one with me and make it a mutual one? I agree, but I have a couple of things. Okay, uh, Succession. Uh, do I need to watch that? A lot of people have said I do. All right, here's what I'm gonna tell you about Succession. Mm-hmm. We've watched all three seasons. I adored it. The show is terrible people doing terrible things to each other. Okay. If you think you might enjoy that, you will love this show. If you think you won't enjoy that, you will not like this show. That's fair. That's fair. Right? I loved it because I just found it very cathartic. Because to me, the thing that I appreciated in the show is I know people are like this to each other, but you usually don't get to see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, you know that there are people at high levels in media, business, or whatever, and they are just terrible to each other. Like, abominable like stabbing people in the back stabbing people in the front right like it's like not even (laughs) trying to hide it and just like just doing terrible disgusting things to each other like this is what succession is but plus also there's a family dynamic it's like loosely based on the murdoch family yeah i knew that much but there's like you can see bits of disney thrown in there like you could you know you can see kind of everything they kind of funneled all of american business into this I love it, man. Oh, it's so good. So good. We just, we went through that as quick as we possibly could. It's just absolutely excellent. Love it. 
on the exact opposite end of things is a Netflix show called School of Chocolate. <laughs> okay. School of Chocolate is, for me, one of the best examples of a reality competition show thing. Okay, okay. It is hosted by a guy that you may be familiar with, uh, whose name is, I'm Googling. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Amori you might Amori Guichon, I believe. I, he is very popular on TikTok and Instagram because he makes these incredible chocolate sculptures. Stuff that I'd seen before. Like things that are made out of chocolate that you can't believe are made out of chocolate. Like I've seen some of his stuff go viral before. Like I was just okay. familiar with it. School of Chocolate is a reality competition show hosted by him. And they have eight contestants. Nobody is voted off over the entire season. Interesting. And he grades people put like privately. Mm -hmm. And then the person who has the highest grade at the end wins the competition. And then you get a bunch of things like, you know, ca cash and help from him and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. like the people that do worst in a challenge, like can kind of get grouped with somebody else and they get better like and he breaks people into groups there are like he gives like commendations at the end but it's like a completely arbitrary number of how many you might give in an episode of like <laughs> who did really well this time sure. and it has some of those beats of like competition reality show but like not too many of them mm -hmm. and something that's like so fascinating he's the judge right he just helps them so like if they're <laughs> struggling with something in the competition, it just goes into like, oh, why don't you try doing it this way? Right. Well, how right, about right. we do it then? And it gets involved. Like, it's so incredibly different to any of these types of things that I've seen in a way that it kind of felt like he just wants to help these people get better. Right. I'm with you. And like, this is not how you normally see it. It's like you are competing against each other. Only one can win, kind of stuff, <laughs> you know? And it isn't like that. So. Uh, I really recommend it. We were absolutely hooked to it. Like in a way that randomly, some episodes, like they don't end with the end of the challenge. What? The challenge spans over like one and a half episodes. That's really weird. It's but like because it doesn't matter in the same way. If no one's getting voted off, that's fair. Yeah. And if you have like enough footage that it's going to take ninety minutes to show this challenge, then why not? And it's on Netflix. You just watch the next one anyway. <laughs> right i thoroughly recommend this like if you are a person who likes any kind of reality competition show i recommend this one because this is <laughs> one of the best i've seen from a format perspective and the way that it all came together so big recommendation for that uh also i just want to say like it's just, just i've had these in there forever it's called school of chocolate that show school of chocolate if you just Google, as Matt has said, chocolate Netflix show, you will find this, I feel like. But <laughs> um, just, I just wanted to give a shout out for No Time to Die, the James Bond movie, and No Way Home, the Spider Man movie. They're just both so freaking good. They're just both so good. Yeah. They're just so good. So good. I got to be honest with you. I have not, I don't think I've seen all the Craig Bonds, and I've, I felt like they were. Daniel Craig, best Bond, shut your mouth. He's the best James Bond. I will not accept anything else from you. I'm You're not about to say something Craig. I don't want to hear, 
Best I'm one. not judging Daniel Craig. I'm Best saying Bond. the films I have not done for the most uh, part that much for me. Best Bond? But, right. I see what you're saying. James, so, Daniel Craig is the best James Bond. Yeah, I'm not denying that. I'm not <laughs> saying you're wrong. I'm saying the he, films, there was though. One, one not good one. And it's I rewatched it recently, Quantum of Solace. Not as bad as I remembered. Yeah, I gotta I gotta try it again. They're but, all um, excellent. Watch them all. They're, they're not all excellent. Like three of them are excellent. One of them's good, one of them's okay. All right, all right. But No Time to Die might be my favorite Bond movie ever. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, I need to see No Way Home, though. Without question, I really want to see that Have one. you seen the other Spider-Man movies? I believe so, yeah. So Homecoming and... Shoot, what was the other one? I believe I have, though. And the animated one, which I know is not what we're talking about now, but yeah. Spider-Verse, it's not, not really related, actually not related, but No Way Home is just like... It, it may be far from home. Thank you, Matt. No Way Home might be my favorite Marvel movie. I think it's probably oh, my wow. favorite Marvel movie. I cannot wait to see it again. Cannot wait. It will be, I think it will be coming to home video in March, I think. So mm, mm-hmm. you haven't got that long. Now, remember, this is not going to be on Disney Plus. Ever or just not immediately? Uh, not for a really long time. Oh, interesting. Like multiple years, because remember, it's Sony. So Sony get to make their decision. Ah, and they yes. gave first crack, I think, to Netflix. But it's not. It's going to go to streaming as like second window, I think it is. So it's going to be like on iTunes first. <laughs> then I think it goes to Netflix. Then it will go to Disney. So Disney will get it one day, which I think is great. Uh, but until then, pay up, sucker. <laughs> 